And welcome and good evening, everybody. It is uh, Thursday, September 2nd, 2021, and Star Trek Lower Decks Season 2, Episode 4, Mugato Gumato, is over. But we're just getting started here on Live Long and Podcast. I'm Dave Mater, coming at you with Star Trek TV and movie reviews. Joined with a fantastic panel tonight to break down the latest episode of Lower Decks here as we're streaming on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch, all here in real time. Um, as you can also maybe listen to us in the audio version wherever you pick up your audio podcasts. Let's introduce our panel tonight. Uh, we'll start on, uh, in our top right-hand corner. We got Jamil Robinson. How are you doing tonight, Jamil? I'm doing fine. Just fine. Yeah, that's just fine. Just fine? Well, just fine. Okay. And then over to Davin, uh, who's in our bottom left-hand corner for tonight. Uh, Davin, how are you doing? And, uh, and uh, are you excited to talk about this episode? Yeah, I mean, it's going to take a minute to get used to the bottom left here, but yeah, ready to go. Ready to go. Okay. Well, if you want, I can switch over here. Uh, oh, it's fine. It's fine. Okay. Now in the bottom left-hand corner, we oh, got... Uh, there we go. <laughs> we got Jeff Bader, my brother. How are you doing, Jeff? Um, I'm good. I'm ready to go. Ready to talk to some Mugatos? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry for stealing your seat, Jeff. No, I'm, I, don't, I, I gave it up last week when I forgot this podcast existed <laughs> uh oh <laughs> well brutal on honesty. that note yeah brutal honesty um and, and, and a little grumpy maybe um let's get into this uh okay so tonight's episode uh as as you may uh, have surmised uh heavily featured mugatos which were a i don't know like an alien um ape-like creature that was featured on Star Trek, the original series in the episode, A Private Little War, where uh, it's constantly like attacking them. And uh, famously, uh, DeForest Kelly couldn't pronounce the name of what, whatever was in the script. I think it was called, it was originally called um, some kind of ape thing. And then it became Gumato, but he couldn't pronounce it, became Mugato. Uh, and tonight, uh, <laughs> that carries forward through the canon as uh, as Boimler explains all of the ways to say it. So I was reading up on the Mugatos. Did you know they have alternative pronunciations? Mugatu, Mugutu, and Gumato? Isn't that neat and inconsistent? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've I've figured out, Dave, that Boimler is you, especially for the episode. I'm Boimler. Yeah, you're a Boimler. The only boy, only you would. Like, I think you have a plate, just like Boimler had last week. I have a few plates, <laughs> yeah. like Boimler. Yeah. Right. They're not for boy though. Right. Boy's what from... I say now to yeah. you know to save time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Boy>. <laughs> it's cleaner that way, right? Yeah, it's cleaner that way. Um, yeah, like we got some more references and things tonight. Yeah, but it was uh, so okay. So if I'm Boimler, Jeff, who are you? I'm, I don't have to be anybody. Uh, I just He's Shaxx, <laughs> yeah. obviously. I, I, I'm Shax. Yeah, you're Shax. Okay, be... he's my favorite uh, character. All okay. right. Uh, who wants to be Tendy? Uh, yeah, Tendy. All right. So <laughs> Jamil wants to be Tendy. That leaves you as Rutherford Davin, I guess. So uh, we're all That's the funny. four of us are here. Uh, we start off I tonight do have a with. <laughs> 
Well, and speaking um, of some of the references, like the open, the cold open tonight uh, for this episode uh, featured some Ambu Jitsu from um, Star Trek: The Next Generation's, I think, first season or second season. I can't quite remember, but I think it was the second season because Pulaski had to be there because it featured Kyle Riker, the father of William Riker, who we never saw after that episode. But they they went into some friendly Ambu Jitsu, which is a a sport where you cover up your eyes and you you bludgeon each other with uh, with posts or whatever with uh, things nothing like some friendly ambo jitsu to work up a sweat yeah uh did you guys like this yes mastery of ambo jitsu runs in the Riker family <laughs> you think Brumler, after being sport. so close to Riker for so long um would have uh picked up a couple of tricks yeah you think uh Seriously. it doesn't seem like so maybe maybe his uh his uh transporter duplicate will be schooled in the ways of the Ambujitsu in time, but this version of Boimler, William? not William Boimler. Don't forget about William Boimler. Um... I, I have seen like reviews online of this show from the negative point of view where people go, well, this is always the, the, the female characters are always dominating the male characters. And this scene is kind of like the, like the, like it kind of proves that or whatever, but like, I always enjoy it, but some people, you know, I think, <laughs> don't you know so but that's fine why do you think they don't enjoy it oh because they think that they're you know yeah hey Jamil, oh ahead. Jamil, why do you think they don't enjoy it well um they're so insecure about their masculine masculinity that anything that might threaten it is automatically dangerous and needs to be called out as subverse right right, right. that's often the response it, is it, that it, yeah and it, i i don't disagree it with stands out to them too but i think it stands out to them because the reverse used to be the case Mm. Which, which of course no one had a problem with yeah yeah because it's right. and it, it, we see this in a few things but yeah there's been a lot of outrage over different things in um in writing and television writing over the years like, the recent years i guess where um you know like if there's a, a female character that's presented as strong or capable or whatever you know a lot of fanboys go this is stupid. Why? That's not realistic. Women suck, I guess, or whatever the hell their issue <laughs> or, is. Or they, 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 usually the argument is this isn't realistic. You know? Yeah. Don't you know women can't do ombu jitsu? <laughs> right. <laughs> I like the original series. Yeah. A when, person when Uhura was always afraid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm frightened. <laughs> Captain, what do I do? Yeah, well, that was <laughs> very true in the original. And series. Troy's always like, I sense, I sense something's wrong. <laughs> she has to look like she's constipated. <laughs> <laughs> Captain, we should get out of here now. Um, yeah, so we got some. Uh, yeah, so initially they get like a couple. Uh, it's two versus one. So Rutherford and Boimler versus Mariner, and uh, they get like a, 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 a knock in, and they get some blood. Draw some blood here. And uh, and she just goes crazy on them. She just was wild, and she, um, she she knocks off their face mask. She's I'm gonna get a workout now, <laughs> and that's kind of like where we go from credits, where those two are just like licking their wounds, I guess. Um, so a little, little bit of energy to get started here. It doesn't really it ties a little bit into the plot, um, which is all about whether or not Mariner is a secret spy, uh, which we hear from the bartender, uh, this bartender who loves uh, <laughs> Otis. gossip, Otis the bartender. Is that his name? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah he's. I, I yeah, I only pulled one clip from him. Ah, uh, keep your pips on, Billet. <laughs> I knew you would love that. <laughs> keep I your pips on, Billet. Hanging out with her. Oh, <laughs> always. What was that accent that we were getting tonight? <laughs> I don't know. Like, where that you was know, there, 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 there
You know what it sounded like? And I kid you not, that's a Lunenburg accent. Yeah. Lunenburg, Nova Scotia. That's where they talk. That's where like. the meters come from. Well, it, yeah, it kind of reminds me of Uncle Edgar. Uh, Uncle Edgar uh, there you have Dave. it. I mean, yeah, it and he was also Davin's Uncle Edgar. Right. Yeah. Right. Gold miner. Same side. Gold miner. Yeah. Renfrew, yeah. Nova Scotia. Yeah. Yeah, is that how we yeah. talk about right? our old prospector gold yeah. in these hills? <laughs> Keep your pips on the nuts. Rides. Yeah. Um, and so this whole thing, uh, and there's also this like this whole game they were playing um, in the opening, like when they come back, because it's all about compromise, and that's just before the bartender tells them this whole story. If both sides are equally unsatisfied with the negotiation, you can close the deal. Ready for final offers? Eh, I don't like it. I guess I can live with that. That's a compromise. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I liked it. A lot. I liked it. I thought it was fun. Um, I thought that that like, came shot to they... the list. <laughs> that came shot to the top of my list of uh, Star Trek board games that you I want to play. I thought it was like yeah, Codis play... or something they were playing at first or something. Yeah, maybe that we would. I don't think it was. I think it was new. Whatever that w that was. Yeah, um, it was called Diplomat. Uh, Diplomat. Yeah. Game Diplomat. Uh, yeah, but this, so like just this, uh, I like when the bartender though, like when he's, he's explaining like, oh, she's black ops. She is. And they go, why would, why would she be friends with us? She goes, that's her cover. Be with the two softest guys on the ship. <laughs> <laughs> You're two ply, bro. Yeah. Wait, am I, so if I'm Boimler, I'm one of the softest guys. Or four ply, four ply. Yeah. Um, you, but, but you know, this, that's not fair because we come to find out the softest guy on the ship is Stevens. We come to find out yes. later in this episode. <laughs> yeah, he's hip. Um, emergency transport. Emergency transport. It turns out Stevens uh, is voiced by Ben Rogers, who wrote this episode. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So there you go. Stevens. Uh, which I, I think I do still have. Me and Ransom are like best friends. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, it's true. All hail ransom. I bow. I bow before thee, sir. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So, so that's the, that's like the other, the main, the main plot is like, yeah, like there's this Mugadu um, mission. They, they, they're endangered. They're going to this planet uh, to relocate it because it's not indigenous to this planet and they're dangerous. Um, and, uh, and we, tonight we got like some, some explanations from Shax, who I thought had some of the best, uh, lines in tonight's episode where he was uh, explaining the, the Mugatos. No weapons. These Magutus are endangered and their genitals <laughs> are sensitive to phaser fire. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He's such yeah. a good character. He, he's yeah. So good. yeah. I, I love him at the beginning when, um, Mariners kick the crap out of them and he just walks in. He's like, Oh, don't mind me. You got 10 more minutes. <laughs> Fresh, tangy. Wouldn't even help his baby bear. Yeah. Just how I like it. Backs against the wall. Yeah. So, <laughs> so he's a, he's at the very forefront of like this, um, along with like I guess Mariner and Boimler and Rutherford. They're all in this storyline. Very separate from this storyline um, is Tendi. Um, who who's mostly paired up with Tiana tonight and some other crew members, as uh, as she's kind of assigned to uh, the hard jobs. She continues to get like the difficult jobs that uh, nobody wants, and it, it's it's getting the the physicals from everybody who doesn't get their physicals, Stevens included. Um, and so I don't know, like this storyline was was boring me I guess, for really? the first part for the beginning, and then it got good for me. 
um, when I guess it came down to Tiana, that Tiana was the final, um, she was patient zero, zero, eight or whatever. <laughs> it's just a um, serial number. Zero, eight, <laughs> 19, was it? Yeah, I have it here. I got the. We also we also got some uh, some names here tonight of like some of the other characters, including Jet. We got Jet's uh, last name. Uh, that's pretty. Oh, bad. I missed that. Uh, where's that? As you can see here. Uh, so a couple of the people on the list, I, I don't recognize all of them, but Lieutenant Commander Steve Stevens, uh, as we mentioned, and uh, Jet. His that's his first name. It turns out his his last name is Manhaver. Or is it Manhover? Hover. Manhover. All right. And uh, Tendi would have, or sorry, Tiana, Dr. Tiana would have been patient 08.019, uh, as it turns out. I was right. Yeah. So for, for, for me, like that story, I guess it was kind of funny the montage where she was going around uh, trying to get the different scans a little bit. Like, um like here when she went to the holodeck just to get people in sort of like the worst times like i guess this is kind of like a, a homage to like captain picard and some others who uh are, are famously never wanted to go to the doctor uh and never want to get their scans or like why we just have to go woo, 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 with a, yeah, that's basically it. yeah we don't like it but for me when it turns out that tiana tonight is the um is that one and then she turns into like cat mode and she starts running around the ship as a cat that is the best thing ever for me because I'm like, it's just so, it's so ridiculous. <laughs> it's so ridiculous, but plausible. And also it's something they can do in the cartoon much easier than I think they can do in live action. Please these... do this in live action. <laughs> when I picked you for this job, I was counting on you to give up. Well, maybe the old Tindy was a pushover, but a lot's changed since slightly earlier today. <laughs> yeah. When she was going on her things and then she's like Wah! and she's running around the, 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 the ship as a cat and oh my god i love it um it was it was great but uh it, to me it's like we can sum up that whole story in a few sentences because like i know they were intercutting between the two a bit but um i, I, I definitely i think like the, the story on the planet and with the away mission and i guess there's also it ties in a little bit with captain freeman's part of it which is she blows up uh this alien ship where you know this guy who was um so maybe I'm, I'm jumping all around, but let's go maybe back to the beginning of the away mission when Shax and those guys get down there. Um, Shax and it's Rutherford and uh, and Boimler, and they still think that uh, Mariner is a black ops spy, a Section 31 perhaps. And so they're, they're paranoid about that. Uh, Shax is uh, going through his whole thing where he's, uh, he's, he's tasting Mugato, or is it Gumato, dung. Fresh, tangy. Yeah. yeah. They're like, well, you don't think <laughs> you need to. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that's it. We're going in the right direction. Yeah. Um, and they find the these Ferengis uh, as Mariners as last outpost Ferengis with, with the electric whips and everything else. Um, and they're 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 mistreating these Mugatos, Mugutus, uh, whatever the, however we say it. Um, and uh, it, it, it's 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 very sad. But so 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 uh, Shax encounter confronts them and says, "You are under arrest." And Where's your permit? They're like, here's my permit to whip you. <laughs> and then the big fight breaks out. And uh, and eventually most of the Starfleet crew get uh, get captured because there's like a, a transporter inhibitor involved. And if, ultimately, it's, it's going to come down to Boimler and Rutherford to save the day. But uh, there's there's quite the battle here. They see uh, they see like Mariner suck 
it looks like she stabs Shaxx first, stabs him first, and like sucks his blood out, and and they go ah, and they freaks them out, and now they really think that Mariner is a uh, is prone. Keep your pips on. Jeff is the. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and so like, well, we were just saying last week that we hadn't gotten a lot of stuff with Rutherford and maybe Boimler, and so they did kind of the quick. They quickly addressed that here, as they bring in bringing those two. I guess to have more of a prominent role here, you know. Um, and they did a good job. It didn't seem like it was kind of forced or it was like awkward. Um, it's I guess it's canon that they're friends. It's canon. <laughs> We've established this, or they're and they know how to work well together too, oh, right? Jeff isn't here. Damn. Okay, I'll I'll say it again later on when he comes back. We got to push yeah. the cannon. Got to push the cannon. It's a good thing that uh, Steve Shives isn't here. He would he he never cares about the cannon. Um. So uh, there's this whole period in the episode where they're kind of separated from like the rest of the Starfleet crew because they all get captured and they're also trying to figure out what they're going to do about Mariner now that they know she's a a killer or dangerous or whatever. Uh, they encounter this other alien who is basically uh, a homage to Steve Irwin, I want to say. He's like an Australian-voiced alien who claims to be an expert on them and has written so many books, but then it turns out he's not an expert. No, I don't know. I've read five books on Mugeos. Wait, what? Yeah, I figured I knew enough to walk amongst them. Oh, 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 I liked Patingi too. I was hoping he'd stick around. Yeah. Yeah, Patingi. Yeah. I think it was too quick. I, I wish there was like him yelling in the background, oh, the book was inaccurate. That isn't right. Like, he just <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sort of, like dismissed certain aspects of it. <laughs> oh. Yeah, he, he's a Tellarite. I didn't, I couldn't quite tell what species he was uh, just from the, the drawing, but it, it makes sense. He's a Tellarite. Um, we, and then, we saw two Denobulans earlier. That yeah, we saw Denobulans. Cool. They went blowfish tonight. And that was early in the episode, right? That was before they got yeah. to the planet to Frylon yeah. 4 or whatever. Um, yeah, so like, I, I, I just like little things like that that they throw in. Like, I think it, it doesn't mean much to maybe a casual. I don't know how much this show has a casual audience or versus like a Star Trek fan audience and how much, what that experience is like for them. Um, but, uh, okay. Speaking on that, sorry for the slight tangent, but um, isn't a show what we've been seeing with television shows as of late when it comes to sci-fi um, high concept fantasy television. And what I mean by that is Star Wars, Marvel, um, Game of Thrones, et cetera, et cetera, is not that, um, oh, what is the casual audience? A casual audience is a casual audience. But what we've seen as late as of late is the secondary market of kind of filling in the gaps. So you have this program that you are currently watching. Thanks for watching us. And other um, um, stuff like new rock stars and other podcasts that kind of create a secondary uh, market of information where they kind of fill in those gaps for those casual individuals. And you see the numbers there. Um, you have hardcores who wants to reaffirm their knowledge. Um, and then also people who are casuals who are, are learning, who are able to like get the wiki of what they're watching. Um, so they're able to watch something and re um, receive it on different levels. Like people don't know Marvel like comic history as much as uh, like the hardcores, but uh, 
you know, they'll watch the, sh- the movie, they'll enjoy it, and then they'll do the deep dive, right? And, you know, they're building a fan base off of that. Who knows um, if uh, Laura Dex is doing the exact same for the Star Trek universe, and we just don't see the results of it yet. Uh, so everything that we're watching is obviously canon, just purely canon. Oh, oh, all oh, canon. Obviously. Canon, obviously. canon, canon. All yeah, canon. Shax is back. Shax is back for that. He came out in the Black Mountain, Jeff. You know That's canon. Back? Shax is canon. Shax is canon. Shax is canon. There's a real Shax somewhere. He, he is the most legitimate, like, Bajoran um, hunter or, or, like, freedom fighter I've seen in Star Trek. You can buy He was in the resistance. I can buy it. <laughs> you do know about that scene. Mountain, right? uh, the what now? The Black Mountain is a spiritual battleground. Your soul <laughs> that scene where they're on the planet and he's, like, eating the Mugato poop and everything. Like, Every scene that's just him, it's like he's running super fast and doing all this like action Rambo moves and stuff. But then like they pan out and everyone's always like right behind him. He's not getting at all any further ahead of them at all. Yeah. <laughs> great. Right. He's so great because he's so over the top and and dude, you can't help but love him. Like he's just he he's like you know yeah he's like your your friend's dad that is so ridiculous that he goes over the top to like fix a light bulb. Like that, that's, yeah. like that's who he is, and and that's why I think he's hilarious. Doesn't do anything small, no. you know. <laughs> and he's apparently in a relationship with uh, Tiana. Yes. Ooh, so I noticed that as well. Effect, so I'll need to check on you later in your quarters. I just got my physical. I could heal you all night. <laughs> right. Right that, that doesn't disturb you in a picture. I don't know what will. You know. Um, <laughs> Especially after she was running around cat style tonight. Um, did, did Shax always have a gray eyeball? Or was that, yeah. I think he always had that scar over his eye, yeah. yeah. No, but now he has a gray eye. Um, oh. He's kind of like got the Nick Fury eye. Yeah, and, and there was a point in this episode tonight where it, he had two black eyes. I think it was just a mistake because it went right back. But um, I was like, hmm. yeah, I was just wondering if that's uh, yeah, if that was from before or if that was because he came back in the last in the last episode which was i think yeah i think he always had that i'm pretty sure um yeah, can, we can check it out but yeah um yeah but sorry i was trying to think of what, where uh wh- while they are after like the whole thing where like the, the away team gets captured there's that whole part where boimler and rutherford after the whole steve Irwin guy gets killed the steve Irwin tellerite um then they run into the mugatos having sex uh getting because they're trying to hide from them because they're like uh and then there's a they're the one that likes to watch no i i think he likes to watch uh <laughs> what you guys think of that <laughs> boiler seemed to know a lot about mugato mating rituals <laughs> <laughs> maybe more than he should yeah it was great it was i, th- I thought it was a good scene yeah it was funny like, i think it was a fun thing in this episode that like yeah, like like Boimler's kind of like this villain that they're running from, kind of throughout the episode. And you mean Mariner? Mariner oh, sorry, yeah. Mariner. Yeah, sorry, I get them mess, uh, messed up sometimes. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just I enjoyed that. I kept thinking. I keep oh, on that mention too. Like we hadn't talked about this in any of the previous episodes, but why the name Mariner doesn't like because we we assumed that it was her father's name, like that the admiral was Mariner, but he's not. He's Admiral Freeman. So that's um, and he is the dad of Mariner. So, mm. I, I, how did she get that last name? 
probably um her mother's um maiden name maiden name that's good that's one theory maybe she was married yeah that's a theory too you know what actually i could see that that, with the character that's right yeah i could see that with the character whereas like season season series a season finale it's like um this is i'm come to see my wife and it's like wife and it's like klingon or something some guy named mariner yeah it might not be a guy or yeah or a spouse yeah that's true uh, because we know that uh, Mariner is into everybody. Uh, she's got all kinds of types, uh, like she told us last week. <laughs> the traveler's last name is Mariner. <laughs> sexy bad, sexy bad boys. I think were her, um, were were her type, right? Yeah, sexy bad boys like the traveler. One of her types. One of her types. <laughs> why can I? Why can I? Ne- oh, there it is. I'm gonna warn you if we're gonna be meeting up with a sexy bad boy. That's my type. Well, one of my types. Oh, I'm always dating bad boys. Bad girls, bad gender non-binary babes, ruthless alien masterminds, bad binars. Bad binars. It's probably the outrageous Okona's last name. <laughs> <laughs> the outrageous Okona. Can we bring him back? Oh. For this? Billy Campbell, man. He's still acting. He's out there. Yeah. The guy who was almost Riker. Yeah. Yeah. Nearly Riker. He was the Rocketeer. Yeah. But um, this whole thing where, like, eventually Mariner runs into Boimler and Rutherford, they kind of resolve this whole thing that she's a black, she's not a black ops spy. And, and they kind of like, she's like, she started the rumor because this is how she, her defense mechanism to not get close to people, I guess, or whatever. Jerky and, guys. Yeah. Um, that's exactly how a secret spy would deflect that accusation, I would just like <laughs> to point out. So not proven yet that she's not. Not proven. Uh, not proven, but uh, she says, you guys have to be the badasses now and save the day because I'm. she gets her foot caught in the trap and then the Ferengi capture her. Um, and so... Recruiting the- more agents for Section 31. Oh, this mm-hmm. is all coming together. There you go. I'm onto something here. Right, but like I, I do like the payoff. Well, okay, so when the Mariner ends up in their thing, I, I like how she points out to them that they don't really need to be doing all this. You know, you guys can just replicate stuff, right? Like the, the stuff you buy with latinum, you can just replicate. You guys are dumb. <laughs> You guys are dumb. <laughs> what is it? What's with you guys and your your Ferengi? Um, again, again uh, this is another commentary on Star Trek that it's like, like, yeah, it's like, why, this doesn't make any sense. Why are they so obsessed with something that they could easily re- recreate with just one tool? And, and they're more evolved. Know. Remember, they were they, that, that's what the the evolution of the Ferengi made them do. Suppose apparently, according to the prophets. Uh, okay, so I disagree with Mariner's assessment because it isn't yes they could replicate almost anything but at the same time there's going to be a market for individuals who are willing to pay for the authentic version right you can replicate a guitar but I bet you you can sell uh like um you know a tree getting cut down like uh, made out of wood um you know polished and a made by hand guitar Right, a lot more expensive than just a replicated guitar. So yeah, Kivas Faja would be all over that. Like those, well, we and we saw that collector in the in the uh, Kishan, his eyes open, right? So like something that's rare, you can't replicate the only Willie Mays baseball card or whatever, right? Like that, uh, like the Jake gave to Ben Cisco. Um, So yeah, that that is good point. Yeah, on the latest episode of Locutors of Trek, economics just went up the other day. 
that scarcity will you still yes lead to uh, some 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 market, right? Uh, plus, there's obviously things you can't replicate at all. Yeah, platinum. I think it's also kind of like, like I kind of think about it like music, right? Like, um, you can have the MP3 file of the Sgt. Pepper Beatles album, but wouldn't you much rather have the original press from 1967 in England? It's been played a bunch of times by different people. You get that history. You get to hold it in your hands. It's different. It's the same thing, but it's different. It's the same, but different. Well, yeah, like sentimentality becomes a currency. If I had know? this versus like the real prop, I guess you know right. from the show, I might it might it might have more meaning. So I think we all know that there that there is an answer to those things. But um, I guess Mugatos, you I guess you could clone them, but not replicate them. Um, yeah, and uh, just but but like are the things that they do the tactics they use, the whips and the bad things is that um, justify, you know, what their, their pursuit of, of greed acquisition, whatever. Probably not. No. Uh, what if I told you, what if I told you, you could earn 150% more latinum with live bagatos rather than dead ones. See, I like this. Cause that's what they're doing in parts of Africa and South America to try to, uh, conserve wildlife and wild fight spaces. poaching. Turn, yeah, fight poaching. Turn them into tourist spots. Right, like, like that. That's probably the best way to combat it. Versus, like, do you have a permit for this poaching? Yeah, they, they hire the poachers to like stop new poachers, basically. <laughs> yeah, just and pay them. You be rangers, and there you go. Right, uh, but I do like that they that. They they won this without like having to charge in firing phasers or beating up these Ferengi that they could just talk them out of it and get everybody. Nobody died. Well, I guess that I guess that uh, the Steve Irwin um, Tellerite guy died, uh, but he's the only casualty, right, of the episode. I think that we see that we see, and he kind of had a no, no. Like, we lose like, a yellow shirt earlier on in the episode. It gets gored to death by a Mugato. Oh no! Right, right before, uh, right before. Uh, Rutherford pushes yeah. Boimler out of the way of that laser shot. Right. And there was also that alien yeah. guy's ship. That was the other casualty. We got uh by the by the lowest tractor setting. That which is kind of <laughs> like the third storyline, which is Freeman and and her trying to make up this guy that she broke his ship. Not interested. <laughs> Don't hail me again. <laughs> I could kind of use I had a bronze pineapple and uh, uh I could use that to, yeah he's just like uh looking he's, he's easily a con artist and it's 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 played out that even before the reveal right but which, uh, which Admiral Freeman tells her like oh yeah there's some guy who like is working an angle where he steals stuff from Starfleet by getting his ship destroyed <laughs> by tractor beams it's kind of a brilliant uh, plot um, yeah, like that. my whole life was on that ship and playing to the guilt and, and taking <laughs> advantage of like the I guess the good nature or uh, of of the Starfleet crew Captain Freeman in this case um, did that like to me that was like not super engaging like but kind of some it, throwaway it, stuff it was a half a plan because how are you expecting to get away with it any any ship any ship that you try to pull this on most likely, like a, especially a starship, are gonna be able to outrace you. You you, you can't uh, like outrun them at all. Right. Yeah. Like it's um, 
I don't know. It just it was kind of funny, but I don't like it was also yeah, it was well for me. Um and I think those are all the store the main plot lines. We kind of broke down all of the stories. Yeah. But I do like I do like that I think overall the main thing I liked about this was that they solved the problem with nonviolence and not with the force. And very strictly. Not with the force. Not with <laughs> not with force. Okay. Uh, to, you, you, oh, we got some comments here. Jody Simpson saying, this season just isn't doing it for me so far. It's getting boring to watch. This episode was not that good. Jeff Cut is take. barely audible. I need to boost his mic. Try now, Jeff. No. I can barely hear you. Yeah, it's true. Um, we have a hi, John DeVries. I got a great idea. Star Trek Online, online Mass Effect. Have I do you, play Star Trek Online, John. Um, have, you, but have you played Mass Effects? Is that a game? Yes, it, it is a very, very big game. Um, never, never heard of it till this moment. So, um, how to describe Mass Effect? Mass Effect is more or less like, um, uh, uh, a spacefaring game where it has a very um, uh, detailed and uh, communication tree. So um, you make decisions throughout the game that impact uh, later aspects of the game. Um, you can approach situations by um, various means, like be a, a more aggressive or or not, or let people live and. Uh, pick and choose and oh vote. okay so there's vote. more like real world choices yes and consequences and it it started off with the trilogy which had an additional um uh, additional portion um but some of the uh, the decisions from the first game carried over to the last game so uh now it's kind of like an R action rpg um first person shooter but at the same time if they took like a star trek point of view with it it would actually i john john we're on the same page. I think that would be awesome. Yeah, well, like I, I'm a big fan of that game, and I think I think it needs like sort of a next generation to it, Star Trek Online, or like sort of like more, I guess, bringing the next era of gaming into it because it's a great platform, but uh, could use a bit more. It's um, not, um, it's not interactive enough for me with other people. It's right. too you're in your own world too much in that game, and they need to bring it more into the World of Warcraft style. Um, if they want to keep doing that format of game. Uh, but yeah, it's just not interactive enough for me. I, I loaded I it up and played it for like two days. I don't days know what Convoy is either. The tallest Ferengi possible. You're the tallest Ferengi possible? Yeah, which was only like 5'7 or something like that. But You wanted to be like he, the, he still the really basketball playing Ferengi? Yeah, that's what <laughs> I was going for. Um, I don't know what Convoy is. Is that a game? I don't know. He's saying uh, 150 real trucks go around the Winnipeg convoy for the Manitoba Special Olympics. Okay. I, okay. Is that a game? Okay. No, I know I the song, Convoy. It's a hell of a song. Yeah. Uh, we got a comment here from the Puffy Taco saying he disagrees with Jody Simpson and he thinks this season has been fantastic. Uh, like this specific episode, I don't think I've laughed as much for any episode. Uh, I, and I thought the animation was fantastic. They did a great job with it. And it's very subtle, just their movements and uh, 
it seemed like it was captured. There seemed to be a lot of energy in this episode. Um, honestly, their, their animation budget from first season to this se- this um, episode seems uh, vastly improved. Like even yeah. the 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 action in the the opening, um, the the cold open was pretty. It was pretty smooth and. Uh, where I think in earlier season or the earlier season, they would just cut away pretty early and you just see the aftermath. Um, they were able to show a lot of action. Uh, I'm, I'm digging it. Jamil, I think it's pretty clear why I think for me, last episode was even better than this episode, but it's pretty clear why right here. I think that's that. That's the guy right there. Oh, <laughs> Oh, really? yeah, he he needs he needs some of that puffy taco uh puffy um yeah okay well like i don't know like it's it, it, either the jokes are gonna land for you or not i think a lot of the time i think with a lot of fans jeff i'm looking at you have sometimes a problem is you feel like sometimes they're making fun of star trek with this stuff right oh no i don't have a problem with that at all um or is it just <laughs> not funny uh, yeah, sometimes it's just not funny, and I I just don't laugh, and I don't have a problem with it. It's just if other people laugh, then that's great. But um, I it's I, not I purely don't know. yucks either, right? I, I think all right. Here's the my thing about what I think they did really well last episode is they understood that I think they're listening to our podcast. Number one, number two, um, uh, that uh, okay. all right. The whole thing, Tendy and Mariner last episode where they put them together and they're like, we've never been together. It's just like, yeah, we've mentioned it. Like literally it was like 13 episodes in a row. And we're like, why are the same people always together? You know? Uh, so they did that. They brought shacks back from the dead. And then they had a lot of fun with that. I with the, with the whole montage last week where, where he was like, a, he was a Borg and he was, and he was in a circle and they were all freaking. I love that. Like, I don't know. I just gravitate cert- towards certain characters more than others. Um, Sometimes I get a little bored. A little, I feels like a little stale sometimes uh, when it's the Mariner show every week. I don't like that, you know. And it hasn't really been right. It's like the. Sorry. It's 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 like they are paying attention to what their show is. They took a yeah. step back and they're like, "Hey, this isn't just Mariner's story, right? Even though technically she's the lead, we have other characters and we should investigate." Um, well, Jody just finds the writing weak. And Jody, if you don't like the show, you don't like the show. Like I don't, I don't know how to make you like it. But um, it's, it's like it, like it, I, like it's a mind meld. <laughs> <laughs> I guess what are you looking for in the writing is really the question. Um, are you looking for more comedy or more drama or more interactions with the characters or more interesting plot developments? Um, is sort of like what what is it lacking? Is all is is my main question? Um, because well, okay. uh, it's a comedy show, Dave. Right? Like that. It, this show is meant to make you laugh, kind of like a Simpsons or a Family Guy, w- in the Star Trek motif, right? And sometimes there are episodes where I'm not laughing, you know. So those ones kind of go down for me, you know. But then, like last week's episode, uh, I watched earlier today, I laughed a lot. <laughs> like, and this one too, because Shax is my. I like him a lot. So when he's on the screen, I automatically start laughing because he's such a ridiculous character. And I love ridiculous characters. Like one of the things I find annoying about shows like Family Guy is that every it's a friggin joke at you every friggin second. They're hammering you with a joke. And I'm like, 
you know, I what I really like about Lower Decks is it reminds me a lot of like what The Simpsons was, especially so, in like the first five seasons, where like these characters still can care about each other and they don't have to be just like cynical make, and rude, cynical and, and rude and mean to each other because it's so, comedy. So you, you agree know? with the South Park guys about their whole critique of Family Guy? That's exactly what they. Well, South they Park said. was also guilty of that, isn't it? Well, no, South Park. I think I think like with South Park, the characters genuinely care about each other. It's just that look, Carmen's an asshole, like straight up. They right? don't care when Kenny dies. They well, Kyle, it Kyle does. Time. Well, only Kyle. Especially. He used to anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he used to. Yeah, um, I don't know. Like, that's I think that that th that's the thing with Lower Decks is that it's in this sort of middle ground that they, you know, like I don't think. It, it's all every audience member i think is coming with their own expectations for it right so for me it's like this is star trek but it's got more of a comedy vibe to it you can do you can be a little bit more playful with it um and uh, but it's still it's still rooted in the fundamentals of star trek and the message is definitely there for me like you know that you can solve problems without violence that you can expand your 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 uh, understanding that teamwork and uh, being there for people and being reliable is the most important things the show definitely has values uh i think i think i want to push back a bit against that a bit dave because i think this star trek show is trying to turn star trek on its head and is trying to say like actually what star trek pretends to be in live action is is not really realistic and that violence is like like even in the episode tonight we had like mariner kicking the crap out of uh rutherford and boimler like mm -hmm. they wouldn't do that in any other star trek show we've watched so like, we're like literally knocking teeth out and it's like overly violent and like they they wouldn't do that in a, a live action star trek and now they can because it's a cartoon and it's meant to make you laugh um you know which i'm for you know because this is a comedy show it's not a it's not a serious can you know canon show it is actually it also kind of alludes to or shows us some of the things that they only really alluded to in other star treks like there are times when like they've talked about how jedzy and Worf were tearing each other up on the hollow deck or we just don't see that but you know in on lower decks we would see that and... like I, I as a canon um enthusiast uh and the one who cares the most about it like if there was something i felt if i felt like they were disrespecting it i would be the first to call it but i don't think that they do the canon karen dave the canon karen here dave I'm okay i like the little it. details they stick in there too like some episodes are funnier than others and don't have the best story but you know have a lot of laughs or a lot of cool little details like that diplomat game, I love that. That's I'm going to talk about that all the time. <laughs> well, how about how about we try? Since we talked about the whole episode, maybe we can get into some uh, some ratings here and uh, break this episode down and see what we can get. Jeff, we didn't get your rating for the last episode, so maybe uh, we can start with you for that. For we'll always have Tom Paris. Um, Will we though? Will we? He's frozen. Okay, then we're going to come back to Jeff. Um, <laughs> and we'll, we'll, let's go to let's go to Jamil first. Jamil, how about your rating for tonight? 9.0. 9.0. Okay. We got it. Okay. Davin? Oh, what did I put on the last one there? You had an eight and a half last week. 8.7. Yes. <laughs> 8.7. Okay. Um, yeah, like I'm me, like the Freeman storyline was kind of blah. 
and uh, and the Tendi thing was half good. So from that perspective, I think I'm in like the eights, you know. But like it's, uh, I'll give it eight and a half. That's where I'm going. Okay. You know, pretty good. Um, and uh, when Jeff, Jeff, I'm sure we'll be back uh, in a moment. Uh, just to uh, this, uh, it had a 7.1 as of like a couple hours ago. Of course, it only dropped today on CBS, uh, or sorry, I guess it would be Paramount Plus now, not CBS All Access. And uh, it will, it will, it will actually air tonight in C on CTV Sci-Fi Channel in Canada. Uh, as mentioned, written by Ben Rogers, and um, uh, who is the voice of Stevens, Steve Stevens, which is one of my favorite names. <laughs> um, and the whole thing too is we never know what we're looking ahead to, uh, which oh, is got... good, I think. Yeah, Jody's saying the nods are great, but it's the stories that are boring me. Mm. I like slice of life stuff it doesn't need to be this grandiose um situation occurring every every episode um you know because i assume that you know starfleet life isn't this grand adventure it's not like um was it a Riker ship where it's action all the time action and battles yeah punch punch me a hole punching <laughs> all right he's back let's get let's get jeff jeff are you are you with us? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, we can okay. hear you. Okay. So um, we were asking uh, if you, if we could get your rating for last week's episode. We'll always have Tom Paris. Uh, yeah, I'm, you guys are probably going to be surprised, but I'm giving that one a ten. Wow! Oh, wow! It really likes Tom Paris. Tom Paris. <laughs> no, I like uh, Shax is my guy, and that uh, it was yeah. the, it was the return of Shax and. Uh, everything with him made me laugh, and uh, I enjoyed the hell out of that episode. Yeah, uh, I, I was gonna play it for you uh, just uh, earlier with the um, the Shacks uh, like giving all his versions of what happened to him. Uh, sorry, I, I had it too. <laughs> uh, da, 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 da. It's always hard to find it a week later. Uh, uh, that place did take a lot out of me. But not my killer serve. <laughs> <laughs> and like the part where the guy asked yeah. him like if he was dead or whatever, and it, it, he's like, "You don't bring that up, and you leave right now." And he's yeah. like, "Prepare for reassignment." <laughs> Petty officer. Oh yeah, it's like, "Oh, Shax is back. Didn't you die? How the heck did you come back to life?" <laughs> <laughs> All right. But Jeff, Mugato Gumato, tomato, mm. tomato. What do you give this? Um, I, I give it an eight. Okay. okay, that's decent enough. Yeah, it was good, but it was like again, it had just enough shacks for me. <laughs> so, so I'm the one that's high on this season, it seems. Or over. Uh, yeah. So far, well, actually, no. You're averaging, yeah, eight point five, right? So far, and I'm an eight point two, and yeah, we're it's it's like we're not. Uh, they keep getting better for some of us, um, or at least all over the place. Yeah, no, but I, I'm enjoying the show. I always, I, this is the one of the podcasts I really look forward to each week because it's, you know, it's only a, not that I don't look forward to them all, but this <laughs> one ha is special because it's only like a 22 minute watch, and then or whatever it is, right? And then uh, you know we jump in here and we and we talk about it. Uh, oh, and of course, Davin, always lovely talking with you. Um, Family time. <laughs> yeah. Jody thinks you are right about being high on this season. Yeah. <laughs> it's 
Smoker up. Okay, uh, the average tonight was an eight point six uh, for for the four of us. So not bad. Um, I'd say you know like the lowest episode we had so far this season is the first episode of season two, which we we collectively came in at a seven, yeah. and. The lowest episode ever for us uh, on the panel is the original pilot, Second Contact, oh, which is at a five point nine. He's got he's got the characters from today's tonight's episode. He's got the figures. Who did? Sam does. Oh, he's got a Mugato. There you go. Give me a profits. Give me a one one criticism of <laughs> this episode. I wanted to hear some rules of acquisition. And the fact that it was never brought up was kind of disappointing. No, we just get a well, funny you mentioned that, Jamil, is on my podcast, I teach a course called uh, Avoiding Eternal Destitution for Humans, where <laughs> I go over the rules of acquisition at length. So, Very interesting. interesting. And you, I believe you just did. On Rule of acquisition attract- number seven, keep your ears open. Keep your- <laughs> <laughs> it, like, it feels like it should be one for the brain. Um, yeah, so over on no, the Twitter, once attract- you have your money, never give it back. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's obvious. Yeah, so over on the Cuters of Trek, uh, you just did a new one on Trekonomics, right? Yes, yes, we did. It's up, yeah, it's, it's been up for a few days. Yeah, Good check times. that out. Yeah, uh, we what, avoid what conclusions did you draw? Avoid the eternal destitution. Well, what, one of the conclusions we drew is that the Star Trek future, at least its economic future, and you know, it's sociological future and all that stuff isn't so far-fetched as it may seem in fact um some of the more dystopian views that you see in sci-fi tend to take a more extreme event than the star trek future does because if what we kind of lay out what is laid out in the book trekonomics and we try to lay out on the podcast is that the trek future is sort of the business as usual future so it's a very optimistic episode of a very optimistic podcast in general. So, good times. All right. Well, check that out over on wherever you listen to your audio podcasts. Uh, Locutors of Track, which features Davin and Dave. Another Dave, not me. Um, no, yes, there's the, there, there it is with the, the, the We the need the logo so we can put, like move the screen aside. and Send me the logo and I can bring it in each week. So anyway, um, yes. <laughs> I'll just make David big and he can hold up the stick. That was great. That was great. Yeah. All right. So also here on Live Long and Podcast, we talk about Star Trek multi times a week, uh, whether you catch us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch or wherever. Um, we are on Monday nights. We do Star Trek, the original series. We watch it every episode uh, with our dad. Uh, Ted, well, Jeff and I's dad, Ted uh, and uh, Jody Simpson and Adam Woodward on Monday nights. Uh, we've only got about nine left. We're watching every episode, not in order. Check us out we watch a random episode and break it down um on, Tuesday, on tuesdays we talk about star trek deep space nine jeff mater jameel robinson and the millards the tag team couple uh davin's also sat, sat in on the panel as well in the past and others uh we talk about every deep space nine episode in order we just did um rejoined the other night which was from the fourth season um uh, so follow us along every tuesday uh and then uh we also have done star trek radio theater where we do the script reads and we also cover all the new shows like we are covering lower decks and we're gonna be covering picard and um prodigy and different things mm. as they will be coming out who's covering prodigy well, did you guys you see do? that uh you jeff <laughs> prodigy <laughs> intro that came out like yesterday yeah, yeah. we all, actually uh, jameel and jeff and i we all watched the intro um yeah. last night and we had it was two it was minutes nice. of a ship flying. It was two minutes of a ship yeah. flying. Let's be real. 
Yeah, I, I know. I was I, all about it. I did. I'm all about them ships. I love ships too. I I could have used a couple like words on the on the screen, maybe like you know the cast or something. I don't know, but that's just my little. Don't wait for Star Trek Day, which should be in a couple days, should not. Yeah, maybe they're gonna add that eventually. But yeah, I am interested to see what more comes out in Star Trek Day, which I think is September 9th, if if I'm remembering right. Uh, there'll be a whole bunch of announcements on Star Trek, and we'll be talking about those on the different podcasts. Also, check out our other channel, Super Mater Brothers Podcasting, where we talk about scripted and uh, reality TV shows that are not related to Star Trek. Uh, we'll, be, we'll be on, actually, tonight uh, at 9.30 p.m. to talk about the live eviction for week eight of Big Brother 23, as either Sarah Beth or Kylan will be evicted tonight. Who 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 knows, Jeff? Who will be evicted? It's a big mystery, um, and so we check that out uh, to see our coverage later on. We talk about that on Sundays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Plus, on Saturday, we'll be talking about um, what's it called? Uh, Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings uh, at eleven a.m. Eastern. I know you're, Davin. You're off to see that shortly, right? Yeah, I gotta. I'm leaving in like ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, he's leaving in 10 minutes to go see it. We're seeing it tomorrow in IMAX. Uh, when we'll be covering that 11 a.m. Eastern on, uh, on, on, on Saturday morning. Uh, plus all of our other Marvel uh, podcasts you can check out there uh, in our different playlists, on our different content. And uh, also we have Trivial Debates, our monthly channel, where we argue about movies, TV, sports, and more in a game show format. Just had our August edition with Jamil Robinson hosting and the Seymour Brothers and Mott competing. We'll be doing one at the end of September. I know Max Duda will be in on that episode, So, and we'll get the rest of the panel figured out. Uh, I still got 28 days left to figure that out. All right, so I think those are all the shows. Also, check out my son Eamon's podcast, Let's Talk About Fighting Games, where you can listen to on all of your uh, audio podcast streams. Okay, well, I know, Davin, you got to get going to your movie. We hope you enjoy uh, meeting the real Mandarin, and uh, love to get your take on that, too. So, Oh, man, if you thanks. ever need a Marvel encyclopedia, just give me a call. <laughs> all right well it's good to know good to know that, yeah. uh, that's one of your things so all right oh, yeah. well thanks for joining that's us tonight uh for mugato gumato uh we gave it an 8.6 out of 10 and we'll be back next week to talk about episode five of season two until then uh have a good one and um give me 20 cc's of space all right now that's confidence you really showed me something today kid <laughs> thank you doctor but this isn't your patient so get the f out of our way yes doctor Oh, thank you.